Next Chapter Podcast. Welcome to Thick Skin with Jock and Hawk. I'm Jock Jones. And I'm Latroy Hawkins. This show is called Thick Skin because you have to have thick skin to be in the spotlight. Whether you're a professional athlete like me and Hawk who played in the bigs or you're an entertainer, the media will come after you. So you better be ready. We're here to tell it like it is, correcting the media when they get it wrong, and dive deep into the world of sports, all sports, and entertainment from an athlete's perspective. We got a great show for you today. Make sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get started. Yeah, we got our big brother. He's not a little brother, Jock. He's our big brother. The old man. Six-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner. Parts of 17 years in the major leagues. Spent most of his time with the Cleveland Indians, not the Guardians. I know that's a, know that's a touchy <laughs> point. Uh, career 299 hitter, 130 home runs, 25, 2,400 plus hits. OPA, OBP at 372. Slugging percentage 423. Mr. East Chicago, Indiana. Uh, Kenny. Yeah. Lofton. In What's up, house. Kenny, man? How you What's doing? Up, welcome, to, welcome to the Thick Skin Show with Jock and Hawk. Well, I got some thick skin, so got to do it. <laughs> we know you got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Let's dive right in. Let's Ooh. get in there. Oh, man. You know, we talked about you being from East Chicago. Um, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, where you come from, because we come from pretty much the same place, but you're a little older than I am, and you grew up in East Chicago, and how did you start playing baseball? Again, I grew up, every my family was playing baseball, softball. So the opportunity for me to see the uh, the, the baseball was there. And uh, once I was a kid, I just started playing. I enjoyed it. And that's kind of where it started. But I also liked the other sports as well. You know, you had football, baseball, basketball, track. I did it all. And uh, I had to jump away from football. I got hit one time and, ooh, I was like, football ain't the way to go. What do you mean you got hit? You didn't outrun the guy? Heck no, I got blindsided. Oh. So, yeah, I'm quite, I was the Mike Vick of the of, 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 of ninth grade. And I got hit one time and I just walked off the field the last time I was done. I'm like, I can't do this, bro. And I was done. So, but I started playing from a little bit of contact sport with basketball and almost nine contact sport baseball other than the ball trying to go at you but other than that that's what what started me in the in the in the spot i am today well was was in the spot but i'm, I'm done now my body is ugh, done 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 <laughs> kenny you mentioned basketball mm-hmm. and i know you went to the university of arizona yeah bear down baby uh, i don't want to fight on bear <laughs> down that fake fight on but go ahead that's another conversation, that's another conversation for a later yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned basketball, and I don't think a lot of people know that you were actually a really good basketball player um, in college. I remember you mostly as a baseball player and did, who did phenomenal things on the baseball field, but you're a pretty good uh, basketball player. I mean, I was a decent ba- – I mean, I can look at myself as a decent basketball player because of the the players I played with. I didn't get a chance to show my talents. Okay. I had Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr, Jeb Bushler, Tom Tobert. Uh, Sean Rooks, all on my team. So for me to be able to show some talent, it was like, 
that we call Tom, Tom Tolan the black hole. You get the ball down and he ain't coming back out. <laughs> so me passing the ball to those guys, pretty much they shined after they got the ball. I'm, I'm dribbling down the court and I'll pass it and I won't see it again. So the opportunity for me to show my true talents on basketball, it was very tough. We had a great team, but me being that kind of like that odd man out with those all former NBA players, it was tough to me to get that shine. And I knew in baseball, eventually I went out for the baseball team and I got a chance to, to shine a little bit. Okay. All right. Very nice. So you were drafted by the, you were signed. So you didn't get drafted, right? You signed as a free agent out of, out of university of Arizona, correct? Yes. I signed, uh, well, well, no, I did get drafted. I got drafted from the, uh, the, the, the Houston Astros. So I got signed and drafted from the Houston Astros, um, 1988. And I was a, um, a college basketball player playing minor league baseball. So that okay. was my kind of my story behind it. Ah, okay. So since you retired from baseball, you're living in Southern California. You're, you dabble a little bit in the movie business. Can you talk about, you know, the movie that you produced? Because I, I remember about five years ago, I was in LA. I went to the premiere of the, yeah. the kickboxing movie yes. and I've been to your studio in Burbank. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, we have a small budget. Uh, we have a small, uh, facility in Burbank. It's called Film Pool. Um, we were doing a lot of, uh, editing and then we started doing our own producing. So we do full editing and now we're doing full, full production. So we end up producing a movie called Choco, what you right. talked about. That was a, a underground MMA woman's fighting movie. So we were trying to empowering women's at that time when they had the women's movement. So we end up, um, doing something on that. And then another movie we did was called uh, my first miracle. It was more of a, faith-based cancer survivor story that's also on youtube prime you know audible prime uh apple whatever the different platforms that was on we had an opportunity to get them on those platforms and i I just enjoyed it i got my degree at university of arizona in tv film oh nice so i ended up uh going four years and then my last semester they wanted me to go to uh Winter, uh, the winter program and, and, um, and, 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 uh, I think it was in like October, January, you know, November or whatever, when they had the, the extended spring or whatever the extended spring it was more of the instructional league. Instructional league. Yeah. And I told him, I said, no, I told you guys when I signed, I was gonna, I was gonna finish college. I had nine credits. So I had three classes. Went on and finished my three classes, got my degree. And I said, Hey, I'm all baseball. What do you guys want me to do? And from there, it was all she wrote. So, all she wrote. All she wrote, baby. Do what I do. Do what I do. Do what I do. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and the Cleveland Guardians had a 2% chance of getting the number one overall pick. Wow. And they actually going to get the number one overall pick in 2024. Your thoughts on that? Well, well, no, congrats to them. You know, they have an opportunity. They have a good young squad that's trying to get over that hump. And, you know, whenever time you have an opportunity to get the first round pick, you know, you have a chance to get that. And the good thing about getting the first round pick, other teams might. The first pick overall. Well, well, again, yeah, well, first okay. The overall. first pick, pick overall and other teams might have an opportunity to probably want that pick. So maybe you can put him in the minor leagues and let him do a, you know, a couple years and see how he do. If now he's, if his stock goes up, 
either you're, you'll keep them there or you'll say, hey, there's other pieces I might want. I'll give you that to him. Get something else. Speaking of grooming, Kenny, you mentioned grooming, grooming of picks. Okay. Um, are you doing anything uh, baseball-related or sports-related in, in having to do with develop, developing players, development of players, um, whether it be in professional ball, whether it be youth sports? Are you doing anything um, concerning baseball? Actually, I'm not. Okay. I'm doing some side uh, gigs in L.A. Okay. with some young uh, players. You know, you know, you saw the team that won the uh, baseball Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where I do a lot of my um, hitting lessons with kids over there, and they okay. some, some good kids over there, and they wow. they're pretty good. So and just so and for me, I want to get in the game. Mm-hmm. I want to get back into the game because I feel like my part of what I did in the game it's lost. So I have an opportunity to have to come back, and I think some teams are being blindsided by analytics. You know, analytics can only get you so far. But then it's the player understanding the game, learning the game the right way. And everyone understands, knows me, I'm all about playing the game the right way. And some of these kids don't know how to play the game. They They come in from these minor leagues not knowing the way to play the game. And they try to teach them as they get into the big leagues. And that ain't the way it's supposed to go. First of all, they're coming from uh, the showcases. They're showcase kids, I like to call them, where they they just want to see how you know hard you can throw it. How combine kids, we call them combine. How fast you can run, right? They're not they're not being taught the way to play the game because they're going to these teams and they keep switching teams. You know, right? I think just coaching the eighteen U team, you're right. They don't. They are better. They're better athletically. Than we are just because every generation's bigger, faster, stronger. Right. I mean, maybe not faster than you, Kenny, because you're very <laughs> fast, but bigger, faster, stronger. I think what this generation is missing, the baseball IQ. Smart. Yeah. You yeah. gotta be smart. No baseball IQ because when Let's we go. draft the kids, we have to bring them to our minor league system, which is usually, you know, the lowest, you know, Gulf Coast League. Right. And we got to teach them a game, teach them the game. And all that does is stunt their growth because you get a kid that comes in with a, not as much talent, but he understands the game. And he's and he, he using his baseball IQ. He get to move just a little bit faster. But we always we're we're constantly having to teach kids how to play the game. Yeah. A baseball. It's not just about running, hitting, and throwing. No, it's you know guys don't you guys don't even know how to turn a double play. <laughs> They're not sliding to second base. Yeah. You got pitchers can't even fill their positions or throw to first base because guess what? Well, nobody ever got on. Well, guess what? They're gonna start. I guarantee you. Well, you know, there, there's again, this, this game is not about. There's no more strategy in the game like it used to be. Guys don't know how to butt, hit and run, do that kind of stuff. They don't play the game that way, and that's what made the game fun. Right now, it's all about see how far you can hit the ball, the launch angle. That's bull crap. You know, this launch angle. You know, I want to say the right word, bull crap, but I'll say it that way. Um, it's it's just wrong how they teaching these kids, and these kids are coming out with this uppercut swing. And then all of a sudden, because a lot of guys are getting paid to strike out 250 times, you know, 20 home runs. That's okay. He had 20 home runs. What about the game is about getting on base, you know, being productive on the base, not one out of 10 times or one out of 20 times you get a home run. What about other times? So they say, oh, yeah, I hit two, 210. Dude, that's crap. If I was playing, when I was playing, you had 210, you back in the minor leagues. Right. Now. 
Well, exactly. Now you hit 210. It's like, oh. Promotion. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he hit 210. Wait, maybe next year he hit 215. Right. 215, you know, but that's how they look at the game. And I think teams look at me, maybe I don't know, but because I don't look at analytics, I look at human element. There are human element of the game that is lost. You know, they don't look at that. You don't look at, you know, and I think the tough part about it is when you go back to what you talk about, those showcases, the, the, you know what? I said some of the best athletes coming out of the hood take, can't get to the showcases. Right. They spend all this money with these other kids that can afford it. If you can't afford to get to these showcases, you can't be seen. That's wrong. Before he had all these scouts going in different areas to pick out these kids, find these kids. Now the scouts are going to only showcase type of events. And then they taking the scouts, cutting them out the gate. You're going to have like a few analytic scouts that's out there at these places, and that's it. You know, you need real scouts to watch this game and see the game and how, see if some of these kids can play the game. You know, we got talent. They got talent out there. But you got to watch these kids and see their human element if they, if they know how to play the game the right way. That's a loss. It's gone. And it's sad. Kenny, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And it's a perfect segue into what our show is really about. It's really about, yes, you were a great baseball player. Yes, you did some great things on the field. Can you talk to the people and tell them what the Still Game Foundation is all about and, and what it reaches out to and who it, who it reaches out to? Well, again, for us, we, we look at the name Still Got Game. You know, even though we're not in the game anymore, we still got game to give back to the society and our society from where we grow to understanding that we give we try to go back to the, to the kids who are not privileged. So that opportunity to hit those kids, that's what I feel we all knew because we played the game and we see the game now it's lost in those areas where the, the people are not privileged to be able to go to these places and have opportunity to see major leaguers to teach some of these kids. Cause again, some of these kids don't have opportunity to learn the game, the, the game the right way from some professionals. But you go in some other areas, you got all those guys from the other areas have an opportunity to have a big league hitting coach, a big league fielding coach, pitching, all of that. What we're trying to do is get, you know, it, I, we know it's not going to be balanced. We're not. But we're trying to bridge that gap of some of these kids are not having that opportunity. So I feel like, you know, we all put this together, and I appreciate all the guys who will be a part of this because we know what it's like. We didn't all didn't have it, but again, we we overcame that. But some guys, again, this this day and age is a little bit um I'm not I can't say a little bit softer, if that's the right way. I'm just trying to find a, a good word. You can say it. But because, you know, they're they're on the video games, they do all that, they don't get a tough to go outside and and, and bang around with the with the kids like we used to do. Yep. So that's what I mean by they're soft. They don't get banged around like they like we did. Now they video they're banging around is is uh is Roblox. Yep. They 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 they're letting some computer do the banging around. Yep. So we did that. So we just want to have an opportunity to these kids that they know that they can get outside, they can do stuff. Here it is, we doing camps, free camps. You know, we want these kids to have to pay a dime. Some of the camps we gave out gloves, we gave out different opportunities, you no know, things that they might need. And we just try to find sponsors to to 
to be on board for what we're doing. Collaborate with. You know, to collaborate, to be on board for what we're doing. And that's the biggest thing that I want is thing to grow, to grow so we can start giving an opportunity as one and then having to be able to give things out to some of these kids that they won't have the, they, they don't have the means to get it. So at least we can do, I feel like we're doing our part and still got Gay Foundation. We're giving back. Very nice. Very nice. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That's what giving it's back. All about. Making this place. All up, about. Leaving this place better than we found it. Yep. Pay it for it. Yep. Pay it for it. it. Yep. Pay it for it. But again, Kenny, appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thick Skin Show with Jock and Hawk. I know you got some thick skin. I wish we had a little bit more time so we can get into this Hall of Fame thing. I don't want to site set you on fire. (laughs) (laughs) But we will get you on the show again. Okay. Again, we appreciate it, big bro. All right, man. Thank you for having me, big bro. One of those things like, you know, I grew up a Kenny Lofton fan. We all did. From Chicago. (laughs) I'm from Gary. Our grandmothers were best friends. Okay. Our families were close. And I watched him play basketball, his high school basketball coaches. And all those guys are my basketball coaches. So we're, you know, we're, we're joined at the hip. Yeah, we are. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's always a pleasure to get a chance to, you know, sit down and talk to you. And just love how passionate you are about everything, everything that you touch. You You're so passionate about everything. Yep. And at the end of the day, you know what? That rubs off on everybody that you come in contact with. Thanks no, again, just, Kenny. Appreciate it. I just you. try to, you know, do what I do. Do what it do. Thank you. Do what it do. Do what it do. All right, guys. Thank you, Thank you, thank you okay. for having me, Ken. All right. Thank you, Ken. See ya. Cool. Next chapter podcasts.